all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hi. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Buenos dias. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember who it was that suggested that we start oh, doing yeah, hello and Stephen. Stephen, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no energy to make up fun, cute little hellos <laughs> at the moment. I liked hi. That was really unexpected. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I am in the final push to finish my degree in accounting, and the classes got really hard. We've reached a uh, catatonic stage, just about where Rachel has been Close. once. Where Rachel has been once before. Yes, <laughs> since we've been doing this. What is it with me and studying in very compressed amounts of time? Not sure. Probably because I hate studying. I guess. So I try to get it over with as quickly as possible by doing as much and as short of a time frame as humanly conceivable. That is, uh, it's very impressive. I must say. Thank you. I, I certainly, I, no, I couldn't. There's no way. Well, I'm not sure if I can yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> You'll get there. You're almost done. I am. I am. Five classes left in hopefully two weeks. That's my goal. Okay. So, enough of the mouth noises. Apparently, we make too many mouth noises, according to one reviewer. So, <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. Um, housekeeping, our discussion group is getting nice and lively, um, as in, like, we're now up to 20 there, people. There are actual discussions, <laughs> There you are mean? discussions. Oh, how about that? Everybody is very nice, and anyone can join and post. There's only one rule, please don't be a dick. That is literally the only rule. Yeah. If you're a dick, bye-bye, otherwise we're cool. Um, I don't even really care about, like, what topics, as long as everybody's not a dick, then whatever you want to talk about is cool. But there has been primarily um, disaster-based conversation, as one yes. would expect. Yes. So join us, um, Google, or look us up on Facebook, <laughs> just all bad things discussion group. Google us and then look us up on Facebook. Do <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, you can also find us just on Facebook, our regular page, All Bad Things. Um, I struggle to what to post on the discussion page and what to post on a regular page just because I'm not sure the distinction of the two. I don't know. Anyway, um, I've discussed that before. Also follow us Twitter at all bad things pod. Same for Insta, um, rate, review, rescribe and all that. Um, shout out to Emily for uh, recommending Retro Report. Yes, definitely. You've been binging those, and I've, I've seen a few too. I've binged that quite a bit. They're like mini docs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. About modern history, mostly? Or uh, is it not all modern? No, I'd say the past 40 years, probably. Okay. Um, a lot of every decade. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff on there. 
Did you watch the one on thalidomide? You said there was I one. I did on not, but there is okay. one. I have not seen that yet. You said there are just hundreds, right? Or yeah, there's a couple. Dozens? No, yeah. there's a couple hundred. I think wow. it's a, it's a New York Times thing. Yeah, it was. So. It's it's like um, nonprofit independent media, right? I guess. Um, well, I guess if it's New York Times. If it's New York Times, then yeah. it's probably not nonprofit. That would be my guess. But, but it, anyway. It is cool. But I, I did realize through going through some of them, um, I had actually watched one before and oh, just didn't realize. Okay. I watched one on the 1998 NFL draft. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you mentioned that. And what a great and tragic thing it turned out to be at the same time. <laughs> we got one quarterback. We being the Bills? Buffalo no, Bills. no, no, no. We being the NFL fans. Oh, okay. Um, got Peyton Manning, who is a for sure all a top time. five, mm-hmm. a top five quarterback of all time, mm-hmm. for sure. And then we also got Ryan Leaf, who is possibly never heard of. exactly. <laughs> he is possibly the biggest draft bust in history. That's saying something. There yes, have been a lot of bad There have been ones. quite a few. Mm. Also, um, Wanted to plug, uh, Wikipedia has started their annual fundraising drive. Um, and, uh, I, yes, I did donate because we owe a lot. To we Wikipedia. do. Yes, we do. <laughs> so much. So if you, if you are able and you feel like it, uh, <laughs> and you want to support your favorite podcast, all bad things, um, and to have us keep going, well, we need Wikipedia <laughs> very much. Yes, we do. So the Wikimedia Foundation, I'm pretty sure they're a nonprofit. I've not specifically looked into it, but if you itemize on your taxes, which you probably won't next year, unless you have high levels of certain expenses, just because the Standard deduction is doubling, and yes, I am in school for accounting. Why do you ask? Um, anyway, I think I lost my original train of thought. Um, also, wanted to mention <clears throat> on our All Bad Things discussion page, um, Stephen uh, shared a, an article just a couple hours ago in real time on, on a Pike River mine update. So remember this oh, yes. in New Zealand? Yes, and there were still lawsuits and... Um, oh, all sorts of stuff. All, but yeah, pending. They never recovered the bodies in the mine, is right. the thing. But remember the new uh, Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern? Mm-hmm. I looked her up because I was going to call her Jacinda Barrett. <laughs> and that is a different person. It is. Um... She she sort of renewed the efforts and really yeah has been she said that she would um, reinvestigate yes reopen there's the case. a whole like branch of the government dedicated to it um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and like summarize this article that Stephen shared so this is from Radio New Zealand or Radio NZ I feel so bad for the rest of the world that has such <laughs> longer extensions why did we get calm those poor bastards else? anyway. Um, so they, uh, there has been, uh, equipment has arrived at the Pike River mine that is needed to purge the mine of explosive methane. So part of the issue with going in there is all the that, safety all that of gas it. gas that's just there. So they're going mm. to be able to basically pump so once the methane has been removed the nitrogen will be pumped out allowing a recovery team to enter the main entry tunnel in fresh air without need for breathing equipment interesting yeah so they're just clearing it out um and it will be on on the site for one year so obviously it's going to take yeah this is not going to be a weekend thing for sure yeah but that's uh i believe that's our first update to a topic we ever 
have done. Yes, exactly. And, and, and there's mean, there's a years couple, ago, there's but, a yeah. couple things we have covered that are still pending. Oh yes. Oh definitely. The um, the building collapse, the first one we did. Rana Plaza. Yeah, that's still. Mm. Uh, pending trial. Yeah, a lot of stuff, especially some in some cases investigations, but in a lot of times when there's like legal issues, those can take forever. Oh sure, in coat, yeah, in, in coat in and, court. And uh, if you're somebody with enough money, you can just pay as much as you can just to stall it for as long as you can. Stalling continuances, mm. um, filing of this, all. filing that. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So thank you, Stephen, for sharing that. Stephen's a a wealth of of knowledge. He's he shares a lot of very cool stories and information, and uh, a lot of you do. You're nice people. We like you. <laughs> so join our discussion group, and they like me. They <laughs> really like me. Or you really, uh, whatever. It's we Sally. really like you, <laughs> Sally. No, it's Sally Field when she won the. Uh, they you like me. You really yeah. yeah. Uh, for Norma Ray, right? The Oscar. I don't remember. Yeah, that's probably. her biggest sure. award, I think. Oh, okay. As we delve, I didn't, I didn't know the movie. So, so that should give you a hint that today's topic is the career of Sally Field. No, that would not no, be it's a, the that career, would not be a disaster. No, it's the career of Norma Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the career of Elvis. That would be a disaster. I was going to say there are some careers we could <laughs> no, definitely cover. Oh, that would work. That would be an endless topic. <laughs> <laughs> Just finding right. failures. I, I called it uh, Music Failure Side Podcast. There you go. Music Failure. <laughs> yeah. That is a great idea. We have to, like, capitalize on it immediately. That's there's a probably, good idea. I'm sure there's somebody doing it. There's, There's got to be. Probably. But we, who's, who's to say that we can't do our own? Yeah, why not? We're, we're entertaining. We have good mouth noises. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, so, I, I put this on... One of our pages, our regular one or our discussion one. Again, I don't know what the difference is, but at any rate, the dis- the discussion the the discuss a page the discuss a page. Um, I uh, so so this week's research was done in the midst of much studying, like eight nine hours a day studying levels. Um, so my brain's kind of fried, and this was a. Disaster I had on my list, wanted to do, I and, and I started it, and I realized it's not the longest topic in the world. There's a lot of, um, there's a, a lack of information on it to an extent. Uh, so, uh, but it meant that I didn't have to do quite as much research. It was, it, so it'll be a little shorter. I apologize. The reason I'm saying this is... Just a little, just a little overextended at the moment. So some of my research may not be my best as of the moment, um, nor the longest. Potentially not the most entertaining. I don't know. We'll try to liven up these disasters as usual. But um, that's what I'm here for. Yes. <laughs> but once this degree is done, I in fully intend to become a, a kick-ass researcher once again. In disasters, so so let's let's move on. <laughs> um, so this this you are a kick-ass researcher. Oh, thank way. you. So most th- of the time. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. <laughs> so this disaster, I decided in part to cover because I was looking at our death map, which I think I've shared to both the discussion mm-hmm. and the regular Facebook page and Twitter. 
and Instagram. Yes, because it's because it's been updated. Yes, I update it every week. Uh, so it shows the location of each of our disasters or approximate location if there's not one single uh, location, like the flu epidemic or whatever. Um, and I realized there's some large swaths of land that we haven't covered and some that we've covered quite extensively. Obviously, we're in America. We've covered America quite a bit. Europe has been pretty heavily covered. Um, I picked the Andes mountain or plane crash, plane disaster, because we didn't have much in South America. Uh, we need to get to Africa some more. And I realized the Middle East was completely blank. So, we're going to do something about that today. Didn't we do an episode in Turkey? A mine disaster y- in Turkey? Yes. Okay. I guess, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm thinking like all of the stands. Oh, we, oh well, sure. You know, and, and but Turkey's sort of, in the Middle East. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it's a it, prominent it, Middle East country. It is. Um, Istanbul is the only world capital that spans two continents. You can walk over a bridge in Istanbul, and it's partly in Europe and partly in Asia. Hmm, interesting. Isn't that interesting? It yeah. is. Oh, that was interesting. Anyway, I definitely want to go to Istanbul one day, but maybe now isn't quite the Probably time for an American to go there. No, no. <laughs> maybe never at this point, but who knows? Well, um, I, they apparently have really good <laughs> vegan food, so I would like to go there sometime. Anyway, so today's topic is... The 1972, wait, was that the same year as the Andes plane crash? May have been. I, I thought it was 73. Year? Maybe. That, see, that was like two weeks ago and already. Know, I forget. And, uh, yes. 1972, Iran blizzard. Okay. All right. So we're headed to Iran. And uh, it's our first blizzard, I believe. Yes, indeed. So. <laughs> Blizzards can be disasters. I, I, oh, yes. I so, can attest to that. So I'll say this now. Shout out to our listener, Alex, who did not specifically mention the Iran blizzard, but was like, hey, you guys haven't really covered any blizzards or heat waves or things like that. We've covered storms, like tropical storms and stuff, but not... Um, not extreme cold or extreme heat, you know. So that inspired me looking into this as well, not just the geography. So thank you, Alex. So from February 3rd to February 9th, 1972, the deadliest blizzard in recorded history took place in Iran, killing at least an estimated 4,000 people. What the fuck? Really? Yes. I was. I thought you were going to say four hundred. Four thousand. The second deadliest was in Afghanistan in two thousand eight, and it killed nine hundred some people. Wow. Yeah. While we have troops over there, probably killed some yeah, troops. Yeah, yeah, maybe depending on where where exactly it was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So. No shit. Yeah. Now, as intriguing as this topic is, I am going to preface this whole thing by saying, kind of did a little bit earlier, but things are a little murky on this one as far as, like, finding information. Oh, I'm sure. Because we're talking about Iran in In the early 70s. Yes. And even now... They are under the Shah. That's that's right. Now, now, even in... um, in modern times in America, or Westerners, I guess, in general, we're not too up on what exactly is going on in, in Iran. Not that it's a closed-off country, but 
It's not like the most open place in the world. To Americans, it's. Pr- I mean, I I wouldn't go there. As well, an no, I just mean like understanding or knowing what's real. It feels like to me no, like I, I don't think China so. or North Korea or places that I, I like. Don't, I don't think so. The state is holding back information. Well, sure, but we've had. I mean, we've had fuckery with them back and forth well, since we're the nineteen get into that. since the nineteen fifties. No, goes. Oh, does it? Well, true. Yes, it would. Yes, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the history goes through two world wars. So we're gonna get into some of that. So um, first of all, of course, our geography corner. Iran is, of course, in the Middle East, uh, but it, the Middle East is southwestern Asia. So, yes, I had you asked me prior to looking into this, like, what continent is the Middle East in? I probably would have been like, shit. Um, you would have got it. I probably would have yeah, guessed Asia instead yeah. of Europe. But weirdly, it's, it's there are parts of it that bleed over and that used to bleed over into like northern Africa, too. So, right. Yeah. But it's it's just like. One of those places that's referred to so often as the Middle East, it's almost as though it's its own continent. I mean, I know it's not. I I fully understand we only have seven continents, but... um, It is its own part of the world. I mean, it really is. its own region, for sure. It's the main place in the world where the Muslim religion is dominant, so... In the the Middle Mm. East, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, to the east of Iran is Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan. Oh, I put I put a K there. Did I just spell it wrong? Is it Turkmenistan? It's probably not the easiest word to spell, <laughs> but uh, it, it is Turkmenistan. Okay, sorry. Turkmenistan. <laughs> <laughs> Afghanistan and Pakistan. Many stands. I, I stand for the stands. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that because I would have done it if you hadn't. <laughs> uh, I figured out the origin <laughs> of what that meant. Very quickly. What was it again? The Eminem song. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You too did. That was true. Um, to the south of Iran is the Persian Gulf and the Gulf of Oman, uh, and, which are parts of the Arabian Sea. To the east is Iraq and Turkey. Oops, I'm pointing. I should not have corrected my pointing because this is a podcast. <laughs> um, and to the north is Armenia Azerbaijan and the Caspian Sea. So it actually has bodies of water on both the north and the south ends. Um, It's a landlocked sea to its north and gulfs of the Arabian Sea to its south. Um, So it kind of looks like a land bridge a little bit, like when you see a, a map. So the area now known as Iran is old, and by old I mean old as fuck. Uh, the Middle East in general, that whole part of the world, as far as civilization goes, I'm not saying that like the landmass is older than other landmass. Obviously, we're talking about civilization here. Um, uh, and it's considered to be the site of one of the world's oldest continuous major civilizations dating back to 7000 BCE or so. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, I, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah, I can believe it's, that. It, it's, they call Africa the cradle of civilization, right? But the Middle East is just oh, north it's, of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Iranian peoples who eventually ended up in Iran, 
course, uh, go even farther back in history. Like the, the people who ended up in Iran, um, they go back to like a millennium BCE. So this is, uh, no, that's not right. A millennium is less than 7,000. I must mean 10,000. Yeah. What's 10,000? A deca? Decalennium? <laughs> we'll call it that. Decalennium? That's, that's good. That'll be an urban dictionary <laughs> saying. Ten. I saw 10,000 and I called it a millennium. I don't know why. Ten millenniums. Millennia. Millennii. Millennia. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of what happens in the Old Testament was going on in this area for anyone who was raised religious or is religious. I'm sure um, there are a few. We and know, by religious, I mean, obviously, like Christianity or Judaism, because we're going off the Old Testament here. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I did not look this up, this is just from my recollections, the story of Esther in the Old Testament was, I think, based in Persia. I think it was the king of Persia, which became Iran, um, the Persian Empire. Um, uh, I believe that Esther helped save the Jews from the king of Persia by marrying him. By, and that's Purim. I'm starting to get a little Any, fa- fuzzy. Anywho. <laughs> Sarah Q can help me out here, I'm sure. So, da da So the first Persian Empire was around 550 BCE. So uh, the Persian Empire's nemeses were the Roman Empire and the Byzantine Empire. Persia went through many, many invasions. Greeks, Mongols, Arabs, Turks, lots of people came in and fought, invaded them. Uh, And frankly... uh, Much like Haiti, when we uh, covered the history of Haiti in the Haitian earthquake episode, Iran's never really had an easy go of things, except Mm -hmm. their history goes back even farther. A long way. Yes. To the like the earliest of civilization, basically. Yes. Yes. Um, Historically, Persia had its religious roots in Zoroastrianism. Of course it did. Well, uh, so that's a religion that dates back to like around 2000 BCE. I have heard of Zoroastrianism. Have you? I never have. I've heard of Zoro, but that's something else. It's completely different. (laughs) So the reason I've heard of it, excuse me, is because one Mr. Farouk Bolsara was raised Zoroastrian. Do you know who Farouk Bolsara is? I have no You're idea. You're married to me and you don't know who Farouk Bolsara is. Nope. We're going to go see his biopic next month. Freddie oh, Mercury! No, yeah. I, I've never known that that was his name. Oh, no! I have not educated you well, my young Padawan. <laughs> my Fredawan. <laughs> my Mercurion. <laughs> I didn't... I, I honestly didn't know... What is... Yeah. I don't think you've Do ever you told me he that. Was, he was born Freddie Mercury. Who the hell knows? <laughs> because if he was born Freddie Mercury, then he mm-hmm. would have gone gone on to do what he did. Basically, like you can't you can't yeah. get a name, you can't be born with the name <laughs> Freddie Mercury. And yeah. Yes, yes. Um, if I have not mentioned this before on the podcast, yeah, it's uh, Freddie Mercury is basically my favorite like human a, ever, like a Count von Zeppelin. Like he was, yeah, just, that's right. He was just automatically. <laughs> you had to do something. <laughs> going to go on to do something awesome. Mm-hmm. So Freddie Mercury actually had his his funeral carried out in the Zoroastrian Zoroastrian religion. 
So, well, anyway, so started out more, well, at least had a long history of Zoroastrianism, but starting in the 7th century, like uh, Common Era or AD, and then transitioning over many decades, Muslim Arabs conquered the area, area historically known as the Arab conquest, conquest of Iran, and many Iranians converted to Islam. So the country is now, and or became and then remained majority Muslim, although there are also notable numbers and populations of Christians, Jews, and Zoroastrians in the country, so... The Safavid, Safavid, Safavid Empire, one of those. Sure. Uh, which lasted from the 16th century to the mid 18th century, saw the establishment of Islam as the official religion of the empire. So now I'm going to skip over a bunch of shit because <laughs> I don't want to like dismiss Iran. We could literally go. Yes. We, we could, could do, do an it. entire podcast on yeah, the history of Iran. Yeah, we could do ten two-hour episodes of the history of Iran. Just that. And probably most of it disastrous, yeah. too. Um, but basically... So, yes, let's, let's fast forward to 1972, shall yeah, we? Yeah, so we're going to fast forward through... Well, we're not even going that far just yet. Oh, that's <laughs> um, true. So there's upheaval, conquering, Shah's drama, excitement, murder, intrigue, etc. They've been through a lot of shit. Lots of shit. Anyway. Consistently. Yes. In the early 20th century, petroleum became a thing. Yes, and it did. suddenly, lots of people were very, very interested in Iran because of its oil. Specifically, the United Kingdom and Russia, who both fought for control of Persia throughout the 19th century in what is known as the Great Game, which is interesting. Mm. I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of that <clears throat> one either. During World War I, Oh, you know what? You're right. I think I was... You're right about the 50s. I was getting um, the U.S. mixed up in this part of history, which from my very shallow research is not the case. So anyway, um, during World War I, Iran was occupied by the British, Turkish, and Russian. But the country itself was technically neutral in the war. Then, after World War I, more shahs, coups, unrest... Intrigue, drama, murder, excitement, spies, probably. Now, that probably sounds really dismissive of Iranian history, but believe me when I say, if I tried to trace even in broad strokes everything that happened throughout the 9,000-plus year history of Iran, we'd be here forever. Yes. So, we're going to have to speed things up here. Just get it in your mind that violent shit happens in Iran. I'm still not done. All the time. Yeah. So, 1951. <laughs> <clears throat> From the beginning of time, literally. Yes. Uh, in 1951, Mohammed Mossadegh. 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 Thank you. Very good. You've watched documentaries on I this. I have. Yes, I have. Mohammed Mossadegh became the prime minister of Iran and nationalized Iran's petroleum industry. And somebody didn't like that very no, much. No, two somebody's didn't mm-hmm. like that very much. One, Mr. Dwight D. Eisenhower. I said Dwight Schrute, but no. <laughs> Dwight Schrute Eisenhower. Dwight K. Schrute Eisenhower. Um, and British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, who specifically okayed, both of them, a coup against Mo- Mossadegh? Mossadegh, yes. Mossadegh. Um, because they wanted 
a leadership in Iran that was much happier cooperating with the United States and the United Kingdom vis-a-vis oil production and exporting. So the result was a move towards more of a monarchy led by the last Shah of Iran, Mohammad Reza Pahlavi, who was in power at the time of this story, although it wouldn't be too much longer before he was overthrown. So this story takes place in 1972 during the reign of the Shah, but he got overthrown in 1979 during the Iranian Revolution. Yes, he did. And that's when the Ayatollah took over. The Ayatollah Khomeini? Mm-hmm. Oh. He put a fatwa on Salman Rushdie. Yes, he did. Who was married to Padma Lakshmi of Top Chef I know, that's fame, crazy. Isn't it? You, you have told me that before. I'm like, Yeah, I'm I like, know. What? <laughs> he must have some sort of personal charisma. They did a whole uh, episode on that on um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, remember? That's right. He, oh, yes. No, they did a whole season he had a fatwa on him. No, no, no. On, they did an episode on like the sexual prowess of Salman Rushdie. Oh, I kind of remember yeah. that. kind of remember It was that. just like, he'll just start talking to a woman, and she's just like, yeah. <laughs> no. No, he's a funny-looking old dude. I don't see it either, but no. apparently he's got something. Money? Padma Lakshmi's, you know... She's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, she's, she's successful. gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. And and I would say from everything I've seen on Top Chef, pretty talented and yeah. um, intelligent. But I don't know. Let's not speculate yeah, so on that's their why former I'm just marriage. Like, that's why I'm like the Salmon Rusty. I'm like, I don't get in Me neither. What? Me neither. So he, that's what I'm saying. He must have some sort of charisma that we'll never know. I don't know. Anyway. The result of all this was a long entanglement between the United States and Iran. That is still going on to yeah. this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's only ramping up, actually. Yeah. Again. And then the year... Again. Yeah. And again and again. So on and so forth. The year following our story, 1973, is when oil prices spiked, letting, leading to the oil embargo, the oil crisis of the 70s and all that. But this is actually just before that. So, to summarize... Super old civilization, lots of unrest, American interference, stage set. Oil. Oil. Oil does not play a part in this particular no. tale. <clears throat> now, since this is the first of our blizzards, <laughs> first of our, since this is our first blizzard, <laughs> our first, first blizzard of our blizzards, episode. Yes. Let's talk about blizzards here. Let's. So, Blizzards are a delicious Dairy Queen treat that I am no longer able to have as a vegan and wish to implore the DQ to make a vegan-friendly version of, but I kid, of course. They are upside down right thick, though. Yes. All right. My favorite was always, um, first of all, always got the chocolate ice cream, not the vanilla. Yes, yes. And um, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, not pieces, and Heath Bar. If I could get both, that was also. I always did Butterfinger and Heath Bar. Mm. Butterfinger. The the Heath Bar is our our common trait. Yeah, yeah. But Butterfinger always got stuck in my teeth. I loved the flavor of them. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they were a little tricky with the. Thank you, Dairy Queen. (laughs) Thank you, Dairy Queen, for the many calories of you I consumed (laughs) prior to the age of 25 upon going vegan. All right. Blizzards are apart from Dairy Queen, a type of snowstorm. No big shocker revelation there. Uh, While any large amount of snow falling might be considered a snowstorm, what sets Blizzard apart 
from just regular snowstorm, what is, do you think it is? What I mean, makes? I mean, the intensity in the wind. Exactly. And the amount of snowfall, too. Well, it's mostly the wind. Yeah. The wind is the actual, like, delineation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, specifically, sustained winds of at least 35 miles per hour. Yeah, which qualifies. when it's snowing and already cold, trust me, you can feel, like, your fucking bones. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you can. Oh, I know. I Remember, <laughs> yeah. I lived in Minnesota. No, I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying to anybody out there that maybe gotcha. has never experienced, like, extreme cold, like... First of all, don't. It's overrated. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I grew up in it and had no choice. So. Yeah. Um, so 35 miles per hour, also 56 kilometers per hour. Um, so if we relate that, so I apologize. I'm going to do this a lot, but I'm going to keep relating this back to the Saffir-Simpson scale, which is how they measure tropical storms and hurricanes, because that's what I know. Um, and most of us in the U.S. or especially on the East Coast kind of relate a little better to that. So um, 35 miles per hour is the same sustained wind speed of a tropical depression. So it already already registers. um, And it's just shy of a tropical storm force wind. Hmm. So the minimum sustained wind speed of a tropical storm is 39 miles per hour, 63 kilometers per hour. So it's basically like a tropical storm, but the rain is snow. You know, and it's not traveling over water. And it's bitter fucking cold. Yes. Also, while uh, tropical storms can take a while to form, they build up speed, they travel, they're tracked. Blizzards tend to be shorter lived, though to really qualify as a blizzard, they have to last at least a few hours. It can't just be like a burst. Um, that They need to have sustained winds, you know. Uh, blizzards can be huge. They can, like, really, really, really be enormous, um, and they can be caused or exacerbated by strong winds picking up snow that has already fallen and blowing it around. So if a blizzard is mostly blowing around snow, that's called a ground blizzard, Hmm. which I didn't know was a thing, but yes. But the results, either way, the results of a blizzard are the same. Strong winds resulting in low visibility due to snow being blown through the air. Now, low visibility in this case is defined as visibility be- lower than a quarter of a mile or 400 meters. So, I don't know what standard vision visibility is, but anyway. Uh, severe blizzards are basically the equivalent of a snow tropical storm. So a severe blizzard, a severe blizzard has wind over 45 miles per hour, which is 72 kilometers per hour, and cause whiteout conditions. So like... Yeah, been through those too. You ain't got no visibility whatsoever. Driven, um, dr- driven through that a couple of times. Oh, it's not God, fun. that would be horrible. Not fun. That's horrible. And you, the thing is, you have to keep going. Because like you can't just stop because then you're going to get on the side buried of the road, in snow. Well, and somebody will hit you. Oh, yeah, that's true because no so, one else can see. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So you just fucking, you're going no. 30 miles an hour on an interstate, mind you. Please never do that again. Well, I, I won't. friends, please no. don't. Well, it depends on where you grow up. Sometimes it just happens. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. But yeah. <laughs> just don't live in places where it happens. Don't live although, in places where there's snow. Although with climate change, we may not get much... Um, choice it might end up living in places like that even when we don't think we are so uh, while that's the categorization of a severe blizzard in places like antarctica 
obviously much more extreme weather conditions, blizzards can become horrific, gaining wind speeds of around 100 miles per hour. Or 160 kilometers per hour. It's the equivalent of a Category 2 hurricane. With snow. With snow. Fuck that. Oh, my God. Now, that's Antarctica, obviously not that shocking. But but that But somewhere in the world that happens. Yes, and it can show how powerful blizzards are. Somewhere in our world that happens. Yes, That's fucking crazy. Yes. Now, we have had a lot of bad blizzards in the U.S., and I'm sure we'll end up covering them. For example, um, what they call the snow winter of 1880 to 1881, which uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, who wrote The Little House on the Prairie books, Mm -hmm. depicted in one of those books, The Long Winter. And in 1993, there was the so-called storm of the century. So we've definitely had our share of snowstorms, but this is the literal big one. The 1972 Iran blizzard is the deadliest in recorded history. So... Notice I'm still not getting to the blizzard, because basically once we do, the story's over, because <laughs> there's not much info after that. This is a big background episode. So let's talk about Iran's climate. <laughs> You've got to give a better tease than that. <laughs> better than making it sound like it's not <laughs> worth it. the story's over. <laughs> go back to what Turn you were, out the lights. Go back to the what you were story's doing. story's over. Carry on. So Carry on, old chap. <laughs> Iran actually has a really diverse climate. More so than you would think, like, oh, it's just a big desert or something. No, it's not. The country is the 18th largest in the world, geographically speaking. So, to give some context, it's about 1,650... One, sorry. <laughs> what is it about? And, and I'm in accounting, too. 1,650,000... Not, not a very good advertisement for that now, no. is it? <laughs> but you know what it is? It's because when I'm when I'm uh, keying things on a calculator, I don't think in thousands, millions, hundreds, whatever. I think a sequence of numbers. So I would say 1,650,000. There you go. Or, wait, 1,650,000. Yes. <laughs> or, or zero, since that's a or number. Or the double zero key twice. So... <laughs> square kilometers. Okay. um, Which is roughly twice the size of Texas. Okay. Very close to the same size as Alaska and seven times larger than the United Kingdom. So just to give some. And I believe it's either twice or three times as large as Iraq. It's definitely bigger than Iraq. Look how that turned out. So let's not do this as well. (laughs) Please. So within that area, Iran has 11 definable climates ranging wow. from yeah, ranging from completely arid, so desert, to subtropical, which is basically what we are here. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the area, uh, whether it's north or south, closer to the water, you know. So as a result, rainfall can really vary, not only based on geography, but just like the weather patterns from year to year can be really unpredictable. I guess, like, a farmer's almanac wouldn't work too well in Iran, basically, because it just goes all over the place. Typically, most of the rainfall in the country is relegated to the winter, so they have a rainy season, um, like November to March. In the southern part of the country, along the Persian Gulf, it can be stupid hot, like, into the hundreds Fahrenheit, or which is more than 40 degrees Celsius, just super, super hot. But in the mountains, of which there are many, because there's a there's a big mountain range called the Zagros Mountains that run like diagonal through, roughly diagonal through Iran from the northwest to the southeast. Um, 
So, and especially the Northwest region of that, it can get really cold and really snowy. So snow in Iran is not abnormal. The, you this just, much you just, of it. You just don't think of the two together. <laughs> right. Really, yeah, you think ever. it's You think it, Middle East, you think um, at least. You think sand think and heat. Exactly. Desert, basically. So that's all to say the weather can get really unpredictable in Iran, especially from year to year. So in the late 60s and 70s, leading up to this blizzard, uh, Iran was going through a four-year-long drought at the time. Uh, now, water scarcity is still a major thing in Iran. First of all, they just literally don't have much of it in, in the country. And the little that they do have is basically just not well managed at all. So um, in January of 1972, the, leading up to this, the country also experienced a series of other snowstorms. So this wasn't the first. It just was by far the worst. So we're ready for the blizzard. Yes. <laughs> Snow away. Snow. I was going to say fire away, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Freeze away. Freeze away. So this blizzard moved into Iran from the west around Azerbaijan on February 3rd, 1972. And it didn't stop for six days. That's fucking crazy. Now. That's, I can't imagine that. Do you want to take a wild stab at the maximum recorded snowfall? I mean, I'm, oh, uh, God. Reasonable, I'm, I'm gonna, don't go crazy. No, I'm going like to go. feet or something. I'm going to go, no, it wouldn't be that. I would go, like, maybe 20 to 25 feet, 20 to 30 feet. You are, you hit the nail on the head, 26 feet yeah. of snow. Yeah. Because I've been areas. through, like, a day-long blizzard, and mm-hmm. that'll drop, like, 8 to 10 feet. Yeah. So, if we're talking yeah. six days. Yep, it just kept coming. I mean, that would be, like, 48, but still, it right. wouldn't fall yeah. Right. Right. Fuck so, that. Holy shit. Yeah. And it happened, like, this storm moved snow to some degree, basically into the entire country. So, parts of it that were not used to snow got covered. <laughs> Mountains got People covered. Probably like, what the fuck? Like, they're like, are, is, is Jesus and Muhammad, are they about to fight? What's going on? So, some areas <laughs> what is were... happening? Some areas were literally buried in snow. Oh, I'm sure. So, with that came what you would expect from People things trapped. being buried in oh. snow. Phone lines were down. Mm-hmm. Nobody could get anywhere. Transportation was impossible. Cars and houses were buried. And unfortunately, yes, the people inside their houses were trapped as well. This also caught people off guard. First of all... I'm not sure if they knew it was coming or not. I'm guessing so because they would have heard from Azerbaijan. You know, I would think. Anyway, they definitely didn't know it was going to go on for this long and be this bad. So there wasn't much of anything that anyone could do about it initially either. For six days, like, no one could get to anybody. No rescue workers, nothing. So for six days... It's called plows and snowmobiles. Come on, Iran. 26 get your, feet, get really? your Get your shit together. So for six days, anyone who had survived being buried alive, survived being the main thing, um, in their houses or their cars or whatever, and I apologize, details are really sparse on this whole actual disaster. So first of all... They had to survive really cold temperatures, like 13 below Fahrenheit. I didn't um, translate that into Celsius, sorry. But they had no water, no food, no heat, 
no medical assistance, like if there were injuries, nothing. And not only if they had injuries, but this is another insult to injury story a little bit. A flu epidemic had been going on. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so... Well, they got no water, no food, no they're heat. They're sick. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, it gets worse. Oh, nice. So two huge avalanches occurred <laughs> as well. Holy shit. And water pipes burst, of course, which caused even more issues with water shortages, which were already an yeah, issue. because that, that will have... Pipes will freeze up so much. Absolutely. And then, Absolutely. Um, oh, and those two huge avalanches trapped an estimated 8,000 people. Holy shit. So a lot of people got out of life. That's, I guess, the good, wow. good part of it. It's the only good part of it. So on February 9th, for one day, the snow stopped. Or I guess it was two days. And rescue workers were finally able to move into the area. But unfortunately, the snow came back again on February 11th. So they only had like two days. And in a last-ditch effort to help people who were potentially able to sort of tunnel their way out of the snow, the Iranian army, like, just scattered a bunch of food. Sure. Just to be like, here, if you can make it, here's some food. Yeah. Um, water. So. Well, water you don't necessarily need to get snow. Yeah, but, yeah snow, but, but, but yes. Water bottles. I don't it, think they were. Yeah. Oh, well. But if that you makes can sense. Get it to unfreeze. And it was the army, so it's probably all their MREs. They're just like It was bread and dates. Oh, okay. Interestingly. That could be their that could be the Iranian MRE. Maybe it is, I don't bread know. Bread and dates. High energy food. Yeah. So because there were many little villages in Iran and along the blizzards route, it was difficult to figure out how many people were dead and or missing initially. On February tenth. Oh, sure, because the Yeah. Mm-hmm. On February 10th, newspapers were reporting 6,000 people missing. In the end, it was estimated that at least 4,000 people died. Some higher estimates have it closer to 5,000, but 4,000 is the general number that's agreed upon. Many villages experienced heavy casualties, with some smaller villages just literally everybody dying. Oh, man. Yeah, there were little tiny villages of like 100 people, just everybody gone. Many casualties were in and around Ardakan in the central part of the country, which, unlike their mountainous fellow countrymen, were not used to bad snow as they were in the desert. They were in the typically arid climate. So, now normally this is when I get to the aftermath, but I just have the end. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. I prefer to have a nice, neat ending. They Things got, wrapping they get, up. They got uh, plows and snowmobiles. The sure, end. Sure, that's a big rake. That's <laughs> what they had. Big shovels. Um, there's not much information at all, actually not any, that I could find about the full recovery efforts or how they recovered from this or the long-term effects to the country. My guess is part of that is because of the, especially at that time, closed-off nature of the country, and it was 45, over 45 years ago, and potentially, you know, because it uh, disproportionately affected a lot of villagers, small, yeah. small poor, areas, poor rural, people. and yeah, basically. Poor and people. at this time, um, Iran economically is not doing very well at all, no. because the Shah kind of yeah. forced that. Um, yeah. So there were probably... I mean, there were probably a lot of... It sounds like there were a lot of people who just probably makeshift homes and shit like that. Uh, and yeah, then, like, I, this, I don't think we're talking houses no, like McMansions or anything. No. 
Yeah. These are people who are struggling anyway, probably. Probably, And yes. then you get buried and fucking over. Yeah. Yeah, good luck to you. Well, what normally happens um, in blizzards when there are casualties, and it's usually like one or two or three, mm-hmm. it's an old person that's heat went out or something right, like that. And right. nobody could get to them. Right. And, but um, or we're ill and yeah. That's kind of, yeah. That's kind of the standard blizzard death. Is it, it generally affects elderly people. That's not the impression I got on this. No. Uh, like I said, it's not specific. Okay. All the research I could find. These are people with shacks and shit. Yeah, and who literally got buried alive. Yeah, basically. Fuck. So it it wasn't a pleasant death, probably for most of them. No. Which is shitty. They probably froze to death first. Yeah. Yeah. Hypothermia. Yeah. Very potentially so. Uh oh. So that. So that's our cherry. <laughs> that cher- was our cherry we, we, were, we were going down the non cherry road <laughs> at hyperspeed. So Cause that. Because I'm thinking, trust me, I've been through plenty. I'm thinking of how shitty it would be to die in one. Because I never, yeah. really, never really thought about that before, honestly. It's just like blizzards where I grew up were just kind of a nuisance. Yeah. You, know, you weren't right, going right. to die, Mm-mm. you know. So I never really thought about it until now. Oh, <laughs> like that would I be know. horrible. It happened to four thousand people. Yeah, fuck. It, that. Within a few days, yeah, over the course of a few days. So, so that was the nineteen seventy two Iran blizzard. Sorry, there was more information. I had a lot of questions, but I just couldn't find the answers. It's it's a. I think that's a that's a country song waiting to happen. <laughs> had a lot of questions, but I couldn't find the answers. <laughs> Somewhere a, between disappointed a, and drunk. It's a fucking Toby <laughs> Keith song waiting to happen. Um, but like I said, I mean, this was decades ago in a country that was pretty shut off. Mm-hmm. So, and probably that, that, wasn't going to reveal a whole lot anyway. That we've also regularly been at odds with. Sure. I mean, really, yeah. for the most part of our entire existence. Mm-hmm. And like we said, they go back. We are like a pimple on the map as far as like history right. compared to Iran is. Like well, they go back to many countries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we are compared to most modern civilizations. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of civilizations, oh no! In a couple of hours, I will be traveling to the old west because Red Dead Redemption Two is coming out at midnight. I've got it pre-downloaded. I will be going to sleep. Yes, but you will hear the game. No, I won't, because we'll have it quiet enough, right? So that I can sleep. Maybe. Probably not. You'll put on your headset. How about that? I, I don't know. I want everybody to experience it. I want our <laughs> Nobody neighbors. Nobody wants to experience yes, they, it except yes, for you. Everybody does. They just don't know it. <laughs> so that is what I will be doing later on tonight throughout the morning. Possibly. Maybe. We'll I see. will be sleeping and then getting up and doing schoolwork. That sucks. I'm sorry. Hey, I'll get a degree after that, you know. <laughs> I did all this work and all I got was this lousy degree. <laughs> this piece of paper. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's that's all I got. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing to be sorry about. <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting factoid, this, this disaster. There's just not a ton of information. So I figured, well, let me do it while I'm... Not able to dedicate a ton hey, of time we'll to We'll delve it, into so. the history of Iran a little bit. That's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think this is our cue that we need to go. Yes. <laughs> this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week. And. Know your exits. <laughs>